1: Get Vigoro potting soil, just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So, before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear.
2: Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrity CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money-Making Conversations. Here we go. Welcome to Money-Making Conversation Masterclass. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. Our theme is there's no perfect time to start following your dreams. I recognize that we all have different definitions of success for you. It may be the size of your paycheck. Mine's inspiring you to accomplish your goals and live your very best life. It's time to stop reading other people's success stories and really, when you think about it, and start living your own. People always talk about their purpose or gift. If you have a gift, lead with your gift and don't let your friends, family, or coworkers stop you from planning or living your dreams. That's the way life is. I always tell people it's about you, not about what other people think of you. My guest is legendary R&B singer Will Downing. He is affectionately dubbed as the Prince of Sophisticated Soul, with a repertoire consisting of signature interpretations of R&B classic like I Go Crazy, Wishing on the Star," Stop, Look, and Listen, and I tried with original hits like A Million Ways, After Tonight, Sorry I, Everything I Wanted, My Lady, and the show-stopping, chart-topping duet with Rochelle Farrell, Nothing Has Ever Felt Like This. Here's a new release song out. Till We Meet Again, the song offers a message of hope and understanding that will resonate with anyone who has faced mental health challenges. According to Will Downing, the song was inspired when he lost his daughter to suicide in January of this year. He is on the show to discuss his career and the song Till We Meet Again to alert you to mental health issues and suicide. Please welcome the Money Making Conversation Masterclass, Will Downing. How are you doing, sir?
3: Brother, that intro was like, you know, <laughs> when I go out, that's the way I want it. I want it just like that.
2: Well, you know, Will, thank you. Thank you. You know, uh, my staff said, "Risha, you really wrote this one up today. I said, well, I said, I, I sat down, you know, when I think about why you wanted to come on the show and then our relationship over the years, the interviews we've had. And, you know, I know you got to have my pieces doing this thing out there. You're on tour. How are you doing right now before we get into our interview?
3: You know what? I'm pretty good, man. For the most part, you know, I have my moments uh, based on everything that you just said, the passing of my daughter in January. So I can't say that everything is perfect. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. during the day, a brother breaks down. You know right. what I mean? I mm-hmm. see a picture or a memory or, or whatever it is. And it reminds me of, you know, of her. Uh, but, you know, we keep going and right. you know, we try to spread the good word in spite of and hopefully to help other people of, in in definition of a
2: Well, you know, that's your talent, your gift. My gift is, you know, I I used to work at IBM and then I started making people laugh. I was a stand-up comedian and then I became a writer on sitcoms and that that created a body of work that people can turn on Netflix and see. Did you write that episode? Did you write that episode? Sister, sister, Jamie Foxx, all these different shows, The Parkers. And you, you have a body of work and that body of work allows you to see thousands of people be walking in the street and people just walk up to you. How does that affect you? When people pick out certain songs, they say that how important that music is to them.
3: Well, it's a great feeling, and, you know, you feel like you've had a sense of accomplishment. Um, you know, that's what every artist—the goal is—is is to, you know, to make sure that the the world reaches that the song reaches the world, and that it affects the world in some sort of a way. So I hear that all the time. Matter of fact, I was out to lunch yesterday with my guitar player. And we were sitting there. And this young lady, uh, who was our, you know, waitress—that's uh, that, what I call mamas. they have a specific term, I always say waitress. So I even <laughs> right. said it to her that way.
4: I mm-hmm. said,
3: "Listen, you know, what do you really want to do in life?" she says, "Well, you know, I want to be a singer." I said, "Oh, okay." And so the the guitar player I was with. He said, "Well, do you know who you're talking to?" And then he said my name to her, and she, you know, just like she she lit up a little bit. And I was like, "You're a little bit too young for me," you know, honestly, <laughs> like. How do you know who I am? Like, My mother loves you. And then she got her mother on the telephone. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It, it was interesting, man. <laughs> so all that to say, it was a great feeling to know that you're still relevant, that you know the younger generation still appreciates what you do or they appreciate what you do. And the generation you came up with, they still appreciate what you do. So it's a great feeling.
2: Well, you know, the interesting thing about music how important it really is. You know, let's let's be honest. It can lift you up. It can motivate you. It can inspire you. And then your song that you've written based on the death or the suicide of your daughter, is it inspirational, motivational? What is the sense of that particular song?
3: Well, it's supposed to be all of that, but it's almost, when it was written, it was almost like a conversation that I've had with her more times than I can count. Right. So the the first couple of lines on the song is, can you tell me what the hell was on your mind? Right. Because I heard you say that. I went, whoa,
4: okay. <laughs> right, yeah. Because when
3: I last spoke to you, you were doing fine. Right. So I've had that conversation with her and my and my and all my children, I have three of them, uh, more times than I can count. You know, they do something and it's like, come on, man, really? Like, like what were you thinking? Right. You know, last time I talked to you, you said you weren't going to do this, or you told me you were going to do this, or whatever it might be so it's it's a conversation from a parent to a child, but at the same time, when we've had our conversation of I said what I've had to say, and I kind of open up my arms and go, "I still love you, come on, come on, give me a hug, don't do that again. you know, let's right. think this out, or mm-hmm. let's talk this over." Mm-hmm. so that's kind of what it is, and unfortunately, it's a conversation that we can no longer have uh as two individuals. But it's still like, you know, my, my spiritual conversation, like, you know, what was going on with you? All right. Okay. That moment's passed. I'm letting you know. It's okay. You're not alone. Right. Someone's watching over you. I'm right. always here. We can talk however we can communicate, but it's okay until we meet again. When I, when we meet again, we're going to have this conversation, Right. <laughs> <laughs> but until we meet again, know that I love you, thinking about you. God's got you. He's holding on to you till I get to you.
2: We well, you know the interesting part, and thank you for that um, statement of what it was all about. When I said you heard you say it at the top, I went, hmm, that's pretty strong." <laughs> but then, they, but then it got me to the end because I think when I was listening to the song "Till We Meet Again," I'm talking to Will Downing, R&B legend. Uh, you know the whole approach to how you feel. I thought that line was like the one line in the in the song. Not saying the rest of the song that you would like the 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 f- ultimate frustration of why you didn't call me? Why didn't you just exactly. pick up the phone? Why exactly. of all the days, where were you at mentally that right. you thought you can speak to dad? Right. You, know, right. You, you, you spoke to dad on so many things that were irrelevant. So many things that was silly. So many things that didn't matter just to you, but I was right. there for you.
3: Right. 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 And here's the day. All you had to do is pick up the telephone and we could have talked this through. Because four or five days prior to that, we talked on the telephone, and then five or you know five days prior to that, which was like New Year's Eve, you know, even I left the message on the song. If you listen to the song, I left her voicemail that she left me mm-hmm. on the song. So eleven days later, she was dead. <laughs> so it's like, right. wait a minute, mm-hmm. how did how did we get there? How did we right. get? What happened? Right, like you know, talk. Why didn't you talk to me? Why didn't you say something? Was it? Uh, what were you going through? Was it financial? Was it was it mental? Was it someone messing with you? Was it you know like it, it just leads you down a rabbit hole of the amount of questions that you can come up with as to why you did what you did and how did you think that the ultimate solution was to take your own life? Right, like, and I just
2: you know the whole thing about this interview, I wanted to make sure that we got to talk, Will, you know because you know your daughter you know, initiated this interview because of the tragic turn she took with her life. Right. But it's really a bigger problem out there, especially in our community, because we're in such denial about, because you mentioned that your daughter, at at the top of the song, the video I saw, it talks about bipolar, depression, and some form of schizophrenia. Mm You know, if you could tell our audience what exactly... All those type of symptoms are, if you're familiar with it. I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but, mm-hmm. you know, I've heard bipolar. I don't know what that means. I've heard depression of some. Maybe i maybe even experienced some depression and right. really didn't know, understand what I was going through. And then you have schizophrenia. Can you talk about those three forms that your daughter dealt with that eventually led to her death?
3: Well, er- earlier on in her life, and she was 31 when she passed away, you know, we had noticed certain things. Me and my ex-wife had noticed certain things that she was doing, like, very moody, unbelievably moody. Like it mm. would go from, from zero to a hundred, you know, like, okay, we're we cool, we're cool, we're cool. You say one word. And then another person would come out and was like, all right, okay, well, I attribute that to growing pains. I remember, mm-hmm. you know, growing up and my parents would say something to me and I'd be the same way, like, you know, I hate you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Not to their, right. Not, not right. To their right. face, obviously. Right. Right. But know, in the back mm-hmm. of my mind, like, ah, you don't understand. And so, I'm, you know, we attributed that to growth. And as the years went on, I remember going to my parents and especially my dad and just kind of saying like, eh, you know, I'm seeing some stuff that I ain't really comfortable with. And, you know, my father hit me with, you know, like, hey, when you were that age, you were kind of the same way. And then the years went on. I said it again to him and he was like, you know what? You need to take her down home. Down home was North Carolina. That's where you know my parents are from. Mm-hmm. So let them let run around in the fields and, and, and mm-hmm. get some collard grains in them. And, 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 right. and, and, and eat some ice taters so or like, I don't know if that's the solution, but right. uh, all right. and then she got older and then, you know, he kind of saw some stuff and was like, All right, now what are you gonna do about this? I'm like, what am I gonna do? I I told you. I, I said I bought this up to you seven or eight years ago. Mm-hmm. You told me let them run around in the fields. So mm-hmm. And so she she got professional help in that regard and found out that the bipolar uh, aspect of it is more of internal uh, imbalance. You know, so there was an imbalance. That could be helped with medicine, correct? The bipolar. Right. And she was diagnosed with medicine. She was diagnosed, uh, she was given medicine, but she hated the way the medicine made her feel. It made her Mm. feel lethargic and tired Mm -hmm. and made it feel like she wasn't in control of herself. So she would stop taking the medicine. So then she started kind of like self-medicating, you know, she started drinking a little bit, you right. know, I started smoking a little something, something to mm-hmm. make her feel better. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't the answer either. Mm-hmm. So that's the bipolar aspect of it. The schizophrenia part, and and, and and that was a very small part of it, was kind of seeing and hearing things that wasn't necessarily true. Right. You know, kind of like, oh, yeah, she's huh. you know, Yeah, this is when she looked at me, and you know, she called me, and and my, you know, in her mind, it was like, yeah, she she looked at me a particular way. She said a particular thing to her, or something like that, or or she felt a particular way about uh, if someone was trying to help her. It's like you ain't really trying to help me. I I know what you're up to. I I know what it is. So it was a a a lot of that as well, and and you know, some of it was aimed directly at me and her mother as Mm -hmm. well. So Mm -hmm. you know, we had some some instances that were just kind of like you know, whoa, 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 how'd we get here? Like, no, that's not the case at all. And and then, you know, you'd have to, like, talk her down or something like that. Not that it was going to be a, a physical confrontation right. or anything like that, but it was certainly a, like, you know, just like you could just physically see how her amped up. It's like, hey, no, that, that wasn't the case. What I meant was right. you know, we want to, this is what we like to do. And then it was kind of like, oh, okay, all right, Okay. You know, because I right. thought that you were. And so it was right. a, it was a, it was a lot of that as well. So th- those are the two aspects. Now, I
2: yeah. want to talk about because you mentioned depression, because I mm-hmm. want to look at that because I'm in one of those high stress worlds mm-hmm. when I say that, because sometimes um, I think music helps me. I think I I watch TV a lot. You know, I'm always keeping my mind active. So I won't mm-hmm. just stay on a subject that because, you know, entertainment, as like, you know, it is one of the most emotionally up and down businesses right. you have. You know, you can right. have a concert, right. there was some soul out, this concert, half filled. You know, you can right. have a hit song in the next five years, maybe not another hit song. Right. And then people right. start questioning you. I'm just talking about myself too. On shows, you get on a show, you think that show gonna be on for a year, they cancel after three months. That's mm-hmm. what happened when I was on Arsenio Hall, sitcom. I thought well, this Arsenio Hall, we're gonna be working for five years. Right. Three months later they pulled the plug. And right. so then right. also you went from this big high to this major low, and right. that's what depression can really trap you. Mm-hmm. And so, you mentioned that. Can we talk a little bit about that?
3: Well, you know, all the things that you just said um, apply to a lot of people um, in entertainment, sports, and life in general. You know right. what I mean? It's there's always like this 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 picture in your mind that you have, and it may-
4: AI might be the most important new computer technology ever.
3: It may not necessarily turn out to be that, and mm-hmm. so you start to look at that as being, you know, somewhat of a failure. I think, you know, one of the best answers I heard even recently was from Giannis. You know, uh, when Die. a reporter, right, when a reporter asked, "Hey, are you, you know, are are, are you, uh, are you defining your career by this loss, or, or, or was the year a loss? Was it?" And then he kind of gave this amazing definition of, you know, what success is, or. Or what a failure is or what a failure is not, <laughs> you know, so, you know, I, I think we all go through stuff like that.
0: We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rushan McDonald. You are now tuned into the Money Making Conversations Minute of Inspiration with Rashawn McDonald.
2: Despite being known for loud, bombastic comments and his trademark propensity to debate, a much softer side of Stephen A. Smith is revealed when discussing the inspiration for his success. The final product is for the fans. I'm about the work, the process, the grind, the day in and day out, Mm -hmm. meticulous, tedious work that you have to put in to perfect your craft. And the reason why
1: that resonated with me so profoundly, Rashawn, because
0: now let's return to money-making conversations masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. That was my next question.
2: Continue. Will. that was my next question. The social media is, is really an issue now.
3: Well, yeah. I mean, if you don't get X amount of likes, it's, it gives everyone a false sense of everything, like how many friends you have or, or anything like that. So there's no, there's, there's not as much, human contact as they used to be to even find out whether someone is genuine and or not genuine. Everything is just keeping up and you're always reinventing yourself, especially these days. Every freaking week, you got to be somebody new. You got to post something to stay relevant, like let people know you're still alive, and you're doing something that's relevant and, and it's interesting and this, that mm-hmm. and the other. Mm-hmm.
2: So, you know, she was caught up in that as well. Yeah, because you know, she was so. a, she did artwork, right? She had uh, That was her skill set, right? So I'm sure posting had a lot to do with people reacting with likes and things like that. Tell us about her, her skill, her talent. What's
3: well, she this? was a phenomenal, she was phenomenal at everything she touched. She mm-hmm. was also an aesthetician. So, you know, but, but when things didn't really like rise to, you know, that certain level, it was like, well, oh, I got to do something new. <laughs> All right. So I got, I'm doing art now, you know, she's always done art. And so she would do that. And, you know, art is subjective. You know, what one person's trash is another person's treasure. Right. So, you know, uh, I always kind of encouraged her in that regard. I was like, I'm not bringing enough money. It's like, you know, life is, is a balance. You know, do something enjoyable. Enjoy yourself at the same time while making some money. You're going to be OK. But I got to keep up. I got to keep up. I got to keep up. So, you know, that, that played a huge role in it. But, right. you know, a really great artist. Uh, the artwork that we used on the cover of the single is something that she had painted. Uh, she had, and it's a, it's a fairly large piece as well. So I have it hanging in my home. Mm-hmm. And I've distributed some of her other artwork to family members so they think that they can have her in right. their household and think of her all the time.
2: Right. You know, Till We Meet Again is the song that he's talking about that unfortunately mm-hmm. is tied to the suicide of his daughter. How can we um, gain access to the song? It is, has, it is released. It is available. Mm-hmm. Where can we go?
3: Uh, if you want to see the video and hear the song, you can always come to my website. You can mm-hmm. Go to com. Uh, if you want to support it and you know purchase like the, the music or something like that, you can come to the prince of dot com and the video is there as well. You can go on YouTube, you can go to iTunes, all, all the, the places that you normally get your music. So you can support in that regard.
2: So so you was able to get the URL for the Prince of <laughs> Sophisticated Soul. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't think anybody
3: else wanted it. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: a lot of typing, man. I mean sophisticated. Prince, I got the prince. Sophisticated. <laughs> they gonna have a problem right there,
3: brother.
1: I'm <laughs> oh, sold. They got gonna,
3: you, but you gonna lose him. It's sophisticated. With a, a f, you know, s o f, Sophist f i s <laughs> t, fist. Piss. No, no, no. <laughs> it's not fist. <piss>. No, no. <laughs> you know, you know. as, as
2: It was something I want to move back in your conversation because as the black community, I want to stay on that a little bit because that's mm-hmm. really the reason we're here because of the fact it's about education and motivating because. As you said, our our parents and our grandparents, how they handled these signs, these warning signs of, of things like that is really, really. My computer's on mute.
3: Huh? Mute my computer. What's going on?
2: Oh, that. Oh, don't worry about that. Cool. They were worried about my, my computer was uh, dinging at the same time. Oh, thing. okay. I thought that was a, hey, we did this whole interview mute. Oh, we going to have a problem. Man. I'll, be, I'll be taking some people of this room. You going to do some old school flogging around here. <laughs> no, they were just talking about my computer was a uh, dinging in the background. Oh. Only you they heard you and I we in that conversation. We didn't no, hear nothing. No, I don't hear anything. Yeah. But uh, but uh, I want to talk about as we talk about our parents, because mm-hmm. I come from Fillmore, Texas, six sisters, two brothers, and I remember our parents. You know, we born. In, I was born in Houston, Texas, but they from Shreveport, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. So we go back into the country, outhouses, and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. as, as I said, you know, we didn't even want to acknowledge the gay community and right. the black community. Okay, right? Because we didn't know what that was. The uncle, right. uncle was like this and like that. The uncle dressed that way, but we just right. just hushed it right up. And right. then you come back to this major turn of events, the mental structure of the black community, because we're always getting beat up. A lot of people need to understand about the black community. Racism. So we can't ever show weakness. We're always the last hired, the first fired. So a lot of those things will come into play when we're willing to say show vulnerability and to say that you are mentally, quote unquote, unstable. That gets you out the door real fast. Do right. you think that plays a role as well?
3: Well, definitely. I mean, as you just said, it's something that we, as a community, do not talk about openly. You know, there's a a sense of shame attached to it. Um, And and you pretty much hit like the the, the top two. uh, You know, the the sexuality Mm -hmm. is one thing. And, you know, mental illness is sort of like we have this this picture in our mind that, you know, people think that you're crazy because you talk to someone about what's going on with you internally in your mind or how you feel a particular way. Uh, especially these days when we're in a very uncaring society, you know, we hold everything in. And then when you do burst, it's like, you know, how do we get it? It's like, well, this person never had the, the the pleasure of talking with someone and releasing it and getting a different perspective on what's going on in your life. You're not being judged. This person is to, there for you to listen to um, or or to to listen to you. And to maybe kind of give you like a different perspective as to how they see it. So you know, a lot of times we sort of look at that. We have this vision in our mind of a couch, and you know, you're sitting there. Someone's in this white jacket and they're writing down all of this stuff, and you know, (laughs) and then they hand you a bill and give you a couple of pills and kick you out the door They say, you know, we ain't gonna talk about this, right? You're gonna tell nobody I was here, right? (laughs) You know, that, that that's the picture that I have in my mind, and to those who I've spoken to about this sort of thing. That's the vision that they have as well. And, you know, we're very apprehensive about talking about it. So, you know, we we have to do better as a society. We definitely have to do
2: better. Well, you know, Black people, prostate cancer, don't want to do that. You know what I'm saying? And we tell us that's what we need to do. You know, mental health, mental care, don't want to do that. We don't want to acknowledge our sexuality within our community Mm -hmm. because, you know, and I'm not pointing no finger, but guess what? We live in a racist country, ladies and gentlemen. A country that enslaved us, don't want to acknowledge the fact that they did enslave us. The In fact, they want to take that out of books. They right. want to take all that out of books. They just want to go, we freed y'all and just skip everything else.
3: Well, and either that or, or the fact that it happened so long ago.
2: We still talk right. about this. That happened <laughs> right. so long ago, like, what?
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, if we, if, we, if we don't talk about it, and then you, it would happen again. Like you said, it's hard yeah. to repeat history when you can see it happening again. Right. And then you can right. stop it. Okay. But if you don't know your history, then all of a sudden you can be stunned and say, I didn't see that coming. And so right. when I when I think about your career and I think about the longevity as we as we wrap up this interview, Willie, thank you again for coming on my show. No, man. Thanks um, for having me.
3: As
2: you know, it's really interesting. I remember when I started doing stand-up. I left my job at eighty-six to do stand-up comedy and you know, I didn't see the future. You know, you just out there performing, you know. And ninety mm-hmm. two I did Deaf Comedy Jam and I started writing those sitcoms and it's that longevity conversation I'm having with you. It's like, it's like you, 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 you look at your success and it, and that's where the word fear comes in. Fear of, can I keep it going? Fear of, as, as, as we wrap this interview up and talk about your success, how you've overcome fear, how you overcome doubt, because when we're young, there's no fear we just right. out there but right. as you have success sometimes success can work against you right because right. it can can I do it again right. will I be able to do it again will I be able to sell out this show or will people know who I am next year or 5 years from now right. How, mentally as an artist can you talk to my audience or talk to my fans about that
3: well I, I always say when I hear stuff like that you know chasing success is has killed the best of who we've had uh, musically, you know, so when you look at your Michael Jackson's, when you look at, uh, Prince, when you look at your Whitney Houston's, people like that, you know, they all passed away chasing success. In my opinion, you know, Michael bleached his skin, Mm -hmm. changed, physically changed his features, um, would stay up constantly just to kind of keep up, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So it was kind of like, okay, I've been to the mountaintop. I know what it looks like. Mm-hmm. and someone else is coming up but they're not as good as I am so, mm-hmm. you know, well, what do I have to do to keep up? Well, okay, stay up okay, well I'm tired, okay, well I need to get some rest alright, and then he started taking the profile, which gave him the, the, the best rest he ever had and you know, the doctor dropped the ball, or forgot to right. wake him up, or gave him too much or whatever, mm-hmm. however that went down but mm-hmm. it was all chasing success Whitney Houston, same way, you know I'm up, 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 oh this girl can't sing better right. than me, what do I have to do, I gotta and then mm-hmm. started doing whatever she was doing. Prince, you know, was 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 physically hurt, you know, with his hip. It was like, right. oh man, you know, you you're hurt. Like, I mean, you're, but I can keep going. I can keep going." And and you know, then you know, his unfortunate demise. So I think that what people have to realize, and and it it hit me on top of the head as well when I got sick and and started realizing when I had all that time off to myself that this is just one aspect of who we are as entertainers, or you know, who I am. You know, and being in an entertainment is just a small aspect of that. So you have to live your life, have a balanced life. Uh, there's nothing more important than it, to be honest with you. Success is just one thing, and if you gain a whole lot of it, where are you going to go? After a while, you know, if you can't go out and be seen in society, what's the point of being successful? <laughs> if you can't enjoy what with your friends, and and you can't go out, you can't go to the mall, can't go to the movies, can't go, can't do anything. You right. know, if you're just going to do it with people that are like you, you know, they don't even know you. So, you know, just be careful. Just have a balanced life. And, and, and what's for you, what's meant for you, you'll get. Till we meet again. That's the song. Till we meet again. Till we meet again. You know, so that's still, still
2: apropos, you know, because we're going to meet again. and We're going to talk. We're going to smile. We're going to share stories about, because I have a daughter. She's 26. So this that's is a exactly. very personal conversation. Mm-hmm. And just to share you a thought, when she calls, I, 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 I stopped talking to everybody to talk there to her. There you go. Because I don't go. know. So when it happened to your daughter, it magnified my attention mm-hmm. to her. That, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, she called me at 10 and I apologized that I didn't see the call, you know, because she called me for a reason. Whether it's to say right. she loves me or just to share a, a personal story. Because, again, she's out there by herself. She's out right. there working mm-hmm. remote and all these. This, this, life has changed so much how people live. You know, they don't have to go into work. They'll have right. to interact. They give them more time to think, more time right. to go online. Like you said, the internet, the social media. But as we close, till we meet again, how can my fan base uh, uh, participate, be a part and support you uh,
3: in getting this song, this single? Once again, come out to my website, go to willdowning.com. Go to the prince of soul. <laughs> com, I know <laughs> I love you, brother. I love and, you. And if you go to willdowning.com, they'll tell you where I'm performing <laughs> as well. I and mean, come on out and come see the show as well. So, all of that. All and right.
2: always, always make sure you, you always send banners to me because the one thing about my life, man, is as I always said, once you get past 50, you're on the downside of your life. <laughs> I want to support people like you and uh, individuals who have supported me. Un- unbeknownst, your music has uplifted me. Your music has got me through you. my down thank days. You. Your music has inspired me, made me feel good when I felt down. So, it's it's artists like you, man, play such a major role in the black community by getting us through our tough times. Thank you, Will Downey, for coming on thank Money in the conversation masterclass. I appreciate appreciate you, you sir. We we'll talk soon.